Hello, everybody listening on the OIMOP replay and to all of you who are able to hang out live with us this evening. Before I get to the kickoff topic, which is going to be about 2021 planning and also just talking about, uh, you know, what's hot, what's not, you know, making some prognostication. I don't actually know if that's a word, but guessing what strategies for traffic and audience and monetizations might be easier in 2021, might be better or what might not be. We're going to talk about that. But before I have two very quick housekeeping notes. Uh, Number one, I will be sending out a scheduling poll probably within a week on a December workshop. The workshop is going to be very like hands-on, like this is 90 minutes where we actually just come to work a little bit of teaching maybe, but mostly like work and then maybe a little bit of uh, breakout rooms here in Zoom and we'll do like some brainstorming on planning 2021, like getting our strategy ironed out so we can kind of, we can feel confident. We can kind of feel that we're, we're headed in the right direction. We know what we're going to be working on at least for the first couple of months or whatever. That's what the workshop's going to be on. I'll send out a scheduling poll where we'll all poll some times that we have available eh, within the next week. That's number one. Number two, it's funny how I name something Pete's private vault and all of a sudden people are interested in like the swipe file, but that will be out this week. Um, it'll be in Podia. In fact, it's already in Podia. I just haven't given anybody access quite frankly, just cause it's messy and I've been organizing all my files in there, but Pete's private vault, <laughs> stupidest name ever. Uh, it will be out this week. I promise. All right, I'll move on really quick and talk about 2021. And here's my point. Here's my big point. I think that right now, this is early to mid-November, is the most objective time to start a planning process for 2021. If you're anything like me, it's because it changes so daggum much. It's less stressful to think about it now and then come back to it. Like I like thinking about my, I like thinking about next year, like right now. Like, oh, you know what? I might, I might do this. I might do this. This might be my focus. That might be my focus. I really want to try this. I really want to try that. I like thinking about that stuff now so that come January 1, I will have had time to iron it out. So that's point number one. That's why I'm talking about this tonight. And that's why I really want to do another workshop in December. Um, da, 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 da. All right, moving right along here. Oh, one more thing of context. For those who did not attend my webinar, I gave a pizza metaphor and I'm actually going to make it better. After I did the webinar, I figured out a way to make it a lot more clear. I think there are two types of focus, a top level focus where you focus on things as experiments. I want to try this traffic strategy. I want to try this partner. I want to try doing more podcast guesting. I want to try doing a small mini product. I want to try this. I want to try that. And then focusing on one of those experiments at a time, focusing on one of those projects at a time. But then there's another type of focus. If you're on the webinar, I call it the the pizza crust focus, where you're kind of staying focused on your long-term vision, your long-term commitments to building a business that serves your life, whether it's five years out or three years out or one year out, like staying focused to that. There's two types of focus there. And what I want to talk about today, tonight, in the next like five, 10 minutes is the top level focus, the pizza topping focus, the experiments and the strategies. All of us are going to have our visions that we should stay committed to as much as possible. 
but I want to talk about the, the stuff to try, the stuff to experiment, that sort of stuff. Now, before we get to January 1. All right. Enough rambling, Pete. Let's go. I think this is prognostication number one. I think we're going to see far less traffic to blogs across the board. Not for any given person. I don't think if you have website traffic right now, it's going to go down in 2021. That's not what I mean. I just think the total number of people going and reading blog articles is going to decrease. Even though there are more people coming online to the internet, um, all over the world. I just think the pandemic, especially in some of these countries that have been hit hard, it's changed the way that we have consumed content. In fact, I just got through talking with Talit McNeely. Um, I recorded a podcast episode. It's actually coming out next week where we talked about this. He's like, people know what Zoom is now. Like everybody, it's a thing in most of the world. People understand what video conferencing is. People understand what a webinar is. For the, the most broad acceptance of webinars, workshops. When you say, I'm doing a podcast series, people know what the heck you're talking about now. It wasn't like that five years ago. Um, Zoom, webinars, uh, even online courses and stuff like this. The generation of Zoomers, Raina says. I like that. Okay, Zoomer. Nobody? Golf clap. Okay, never mind. Uh, anyways, I think that this has changed the way people consume content. And I think we need to think about that. I do. If we're building audiences, I think we need to consider this. Uh, let's, let's come back to that. Pinterest. Talk about Pinterest for a second. I'm going to be honest with you guys. I see no experts really aligning in strategy. I don't see a clear cut. Here is how you grow blog traffic on Pinterest in 2021. I see zero agreement. I've, I, I stink at Pinterest. I don't care a thing about Pinterest. I don't like it. But I've interviewed most of the Pinterest experts that people could name at this point, or at least I've spoken with, and none of them agree. It's absolutely wild to me. And actually, no, there's one thing I see that everybody agrees on. And Bree said this in Slack the other day. I think it's taking longer than ever before. Like it used to be like, oh, several weeks. And then you might see some traffic coming from pins. Now it's like, hey, it's six months. Okay, and I'm not going to make any more prognostications other than that. But Pinterest easily becoming a long-term thing. And I don't think anybody knows what the heck they're talking about when it comes to strategies. I really don't. Because people say different things. I'm, I'm super confused myself. Um, other than that, I still think it'll be viable. I still think it's worth focusing on, especially if you're in a niche that has supported it. I don't see any reason why it's going to change. I just think it's going to take longer. All right, SEO. I don't see any SEO changes for the most part in terms of like how you write your blog post. I really don't. Um, Brendan, Brendan Hufford in Online Impact, he's going to come and do a workshop in January with us. I asked him about that the other day. He was like, yep, I'm totally down to do it. So Brendan is going to help us get some SEO strategy and content planning ironed out in January. But I was talking to him and not much has changed in terms of how you produce content. However, one thing I really think is going to be uh very popular six months from now, three months from now is getting on other people's podcast and, or doing a podcast of your own. I, I get more pitches emails having a podcast myself than ever before in human history. And I think it helps with SEO. And I think people are starting to realize that even more and actually contributes to SEO growth in a lot of ways. Number one, if you go into the people's shows, they do show notes, you get a backlink there. Sometimes it's contextual and relevant. Sometimes it's not. Sometimes it's valuable. Sometimes it's not. But there's still a link there. And more importantly, I think it builds relationships. Not only for SEO, which could lead to 
collabs, guest posts, backlinks, all sorts of stuff, really. But also affiliates for products, which I'm going to talk about in a second. And I think that's going to be even bigger in 2021. We'll come back to that too. Email marketing, and then I'll come back to all the monetization stuff. Email marketing, we've seen a really cool thing happen in 2020. I don't know if any of you have noticed, but the super nerds have. The rise of paid newsletters. Substack. Has anybody heard of Substack? Probably not, but it's huge. And I kind of don't understand it myself. I'm going to be completely honest with you. But uh, a lot of people who write Substack newsletters, they run the same format in every email. If anybody subscribes to podnews.net, if you're into podcasting, you should be on podnews. It's a daily email, but it's very digestible. It has the same exact format, every single email. It's really interesting. And Stacked Marketer is another one that emails, I think, five times a week, like almost every day. And it's the same exact format. And with the rise of like Substack, I think people are finding out that these emails get opened way more because they're predictable. People don't have to worry about it. They feel better deleting it. Isn't that weird how we see these emails come in? And I don't know if you're anything like me, but I almost feel bad deleting it sometimes. I'll even like leave an email, like a, a newsletter email in my inbox for like a couple of days and then delete it. Does anybody else do this? Okay, good. You see what I'm saying? When I get pod news or uh, stacked marketer for that matter, I open it every single day. I, I never click anything. I mean, rarely, maybe once or twice. Actually, that's a lie. I have clicked stuff. But knowing that the email is going to be formatted this very certain way and that the email is going to be presented in this very certain way, I open every single one of those emails. I think those are going to continue to grow in 2021. Um, like, Just go check out Substack and people who are creating paid newsletters. Not all of them are the same format and stuff, but there's a huge increase in that. And I think that's going to make its way into those of us in the blogging and creator world, um, I think that's extremely valuable. Just giving people um, consistency. Giving people consistency. I think that's huge. All right, monetization. Uh, so I, I'm totally not over my mini product, tiny offer phase, my self-liquidating offer phase. In fact, I've seen more of them than ever in the past couple of weeks, like on my own, like Facebook ads and stuff like that. And I think it's going to continue to grow. I think as long as people, well, not people like me, but people like Ali Bjork, who runs Tiny Offer Lab, and Courtney Foster Donahue, who has a, a product in this space as well, they're getting dozens and dozens and dozens and dozens and dozens of people for their products, teaching them how to run tiny offers in these slow funnels. Uh, Emily Hirsch, another great example. She just started like teaching that to her audience as well. I think these are insanely valuable. Not only because of the actual slow funnel. Even if you don't want to run Facebook ads to a slow funnel or YouTube ads, which I'm a, I think YouTube ads are super hot right now. Um, they make the perfect collaboration thing. Like if you want to collaborate with other bloggers to get more backlinks, to get affiliates, to get guest posts, to just make friends with, <laughs> to make connections with many products, products that are very, very, very easy to buy very cheap, very digestible. Um, people can use them. It's not like an online course. They make the perfect thing to work with other people on. It's absolutely insane. And when I think about the people um, I know who have these smaller products, uh, myself, 
who else? Oh, I was thinking of Chelsea's Ice Binder too. Um, it's so easy to get other people to share that with their audience because it's a no-brainer offer. They used to say that about online courses. No one says that about online courses anymore. These mini products, these $27, $37 offers are absolute no-brainers. And everybody I've taken one-hour blog post to is like, oh, yeah, totally. Yeah, do you have an affiliate program for that? I was like, where are you people for online impact? <laughs> for blogger, you. Not a single human being in history has asked for affiliates to like any of my courses up until like one hour blog post. Uh, it's, it's nuts. Anyways, I think those are going to be absolutely huge. And my last point here for monetization, specifically on products, whether that's a high-end offer or tiny offer, I think strategic uniqueness. You see me make that word up? I don't know if that's a word. Strate being very unique in the real sense of the word, it is fancy, you're right. Uh, I think is the, the biggest differentiating factor from you making money from products from an audience and you falling a little flat with any launches, myself too. I think the ability to create something a little bit different is far is by far the most valuable thing to think about when creating and selling products. I really believe that. Part of the reason I believe that is not only because it's just easier to market <laughs> and sell, uh, but also just collaborations. Even if affiliates are not, just like getting other people to share it, getting your current customers to share it. Um, and we've always known that that's like the thing, right? When you have something unique, obviously it's easier to talk about. It's easier to share. You have to be fancy. To be even fancier, you have larger market share. But other than that, in this world, there's so many people in every niche and so many courses out there and so many mini products and so many damn templates and printables I can't see straight. The ability to take a little bit longer to develop that product, to make sure it has some sort of like unique factor, I think is by far the most important thing we can do. I really do believe that. Yeah. I think that's all I want to talk about. I want to go back and reiterate the very top point, then I'll shut up and uh, <laughs> open up the rest of the call. But I think people are consuming content in different ways. By the way, we're in the, we have a lot of time zones here, but if you're in the US or any other country who's still like in the thick of a pandemic, like legit in the thick of pandemic, guess what? It's going to keep going for at least another six months. I just got off of Twitter where... Uh, my friend Liz was like, well, our work just announced we'll be working remotely until at least April. I just got the phone with my mother yesterday who was like, well, we just got word. We won't be going back to the office till at least next July. That's six more months. My point of this is if you haven't started creating content around pandemics, work at home, homeschooling, uh, figuring out what the heck to do with your kids while you are working fun outdoor activities that people need right now in their life. I don't care what your niche is. If you haven't started about this or created products toward this, you still have a long time and it's going to be uber relevant in three months, just as much as it is right now. I can almost guarantee it. If you're in the U S you know what the hell I'm talking about. Cause our, our COVID spikes are like through the roof right now, but even elsewhere in the world, I feel the same thing. But other than that, people are consuming content differently. I think there's going to be far less blog traffic. Overall, I think the pie is shrinking. Not that your traffic is going to go down, but the overall blog traffic pie of the world, I think is shrinking. I really do believe this. And most of the people 
who I've talked to kind of think that too. All right. Are there any questions? I know that was a lot. The last thing I'll say is that I'm not actually going to post my notes on this because I know I just went through like, I just bro, bro, bros, breezed. Is that a word? I just breezed through. I just bros through those super quick. I'll actually post my notes in Slack in the announcements tab. You just go find them right there. All right. Is there any questions? Um, Jessica says, why do you think blog traffic will go down? A few different reasons. Number one, the news, the news, the news is taking over our lives and social media is taking over our lives. There's a bunch of people, even on online impact, they're like, have you guys seen the social dilemma? And a bunch of stuff like that. It's important to realize just how much social media, all social medias too, I include Pinterest in this as well, are kind of taking over our lives and taking our attention away from individual blogs. When you think about SEO and what Google's doing, it's been over a year that they've been really going into featured snippets. And I got to tell you guys, there are more YouTube videos and search results than ever before as of today, like today. There's more YouTube videos and Google search results than ever before. Um, it's the same thing with podcasts. You can Google things now and the, I'm, I'm like seeing featured snippets I didn't know existed. Like Google is trying to keep people off blogs, it seems like. I know a bunch of people complain about that on Twitter, but um, I just think the chances are less. People's attentions are even shorter. I don't, I don't remember the last time I read a blog post, like actually read a blog post. I really don't remember. And my blog traffic is down. Not, I guess that's not saying a ton. I'm not actually focused on it that much, but in general, I just think the news, the social media, um, people staying at home, they also watch more video in general, I think. At least that's what I've heard from everybody. I don't know. It just seems like that pie is shrinking. Any other questions? And then I'll shut up. I don't know what that was. Okay. <laughs> um, no, I have not, Gabe. I don't know what that is. All right. Well, thank you guys for uh, showing up on the live call. We'll hang out in just a second. Thank you all for listening on the OIMOP replay. And that's all I got. I hope you guys crush your work. Look out for a scheduling poll in the next couple of days or the next week or so for the member or for the workshop in December. And I'll see you all on Slack.